What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Sunday night on the Jacob Media YouTube channel, it's our post post-game show, special edition of Football 24-7 with NFL insider John McMullen, who's logging a long day and a long night down in Atlanta. But when it's a good Eagle win, it makes it a little bit easier to log that amount of time, Johnny Mac, that you spent from early today until late into the night. A lot of ground to cover with you and then the extended edition of football 24-7, Johnny Mac, Jeff Kerr uh, will be along, and Dan Cilio will join us as well. Cilio, of course, host of the National Football Show. Jeff Kerr will be sitting in for you tomorrow on Birds 365. Uh, and we begin uh, handing it off to you, John, um, to get some initial thoughts. Uh, your first question in the press conference uh, to Nick Sirianni. Uh, is a great way to is a great way to begin. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how it could have went better for Nick Sirianni in his NFL debut as a head coach. So I asked him how could it have went better. I guess you could have shut them out. I guess you could have won thirty-two to nothing. But uh, I don't know many people who saw this coming. Most people did pick the Eagles to win the game. Um, I was not one of them. I thought Atlanta was a bad football team. I just didn't like the spot, as I explained. Um, but most people had the Eagles winning, had them winning by uh, a one score, uh, which is a typical late sort of NFL game. One play can turn it either way. And they just dominated. I mean, they struggled at the outset of the game a little bit defensively, especially defending the run. Uh, but once Atlanta wasn't able to capitalize on their red zone opportunities, and the Eagles got a little bit of a lead, it was over. I mean, there was nothing Atlanta could do once the running game was taken off the table. And look, I I mean, this team didn't score 30 points all last year. There were two teams in the NFL who didn't score 30 points. It was the Philadelphia Eagles and the New York Jets who were hapless to a degree with Adam Gaze. Um, And Nick Sirianni's first start, first coaching uh, uh, opportunity, he gets over 30 points, and he makes Jalen Hurts look like a world beater. Now, I want to give, you know, it's always about the talent. So I want to give Jalen Hurts credit as well. I mean, he was tremendous. You know, he can. we talked about his accuracy, his completion percentage. 
uh, really bad last season in a short sample size. Well, today he's at 77%. So what's the difference? Well, the difference is you're getting the, the, the football out of his hands. A lot of them are short throws. You saw the bubble screens. You saw the RPOs, one read throws, and 52% turns into 77%. Um, no turnovers, 126, uh, over 126 passer rating. And then, oh, by the way, 62 more yards on the ground, and he averaged almost nine yards a carry. I mean, it was pretty impressive from the quarterback. And, by the way, you can also add into that, Johnny Mack, a two-minute drive to end the half where they took possession of the football, I think somewhere around a minute 45 on the clock, and that resulting in a touchdown. So uh, a drive to the end zone uh, and then a conversion with a touchdown going into halftime. Yeah, and, you know, that's – I, I joke. I don't know. You guys probably saw it better than me uh, to a lot of us it didn't look like uh dallas goddard caught that football it might have hit the turf but it's one of those deals where it's a one o'clock game you don't have the cameras all over the place like you do sunday night football it's going on right now uh maybe if you had a different angle they would have overturned that but hey you take advantage of a situation uh and the eagles were able to do that um, and, and from that point forward, Atlanta was really, really up against it. But, you know, I, I look at Arthur Smith, and it, this is a perfect example. I mean, the Eagles went through with Doug Peterson. You know, if the Eagles had their druthers, they probably would have hired Arthur Smith, as would everybody. He was the hot candidate on the market in this sort of coaching cycle. But they got a late start because they – uh, they fired Doug Peterson late in the process. They did interview Arthur Smith, but he was already pretty much a done deal uh, with Atlanta by that point, and he was just doing the Eagles a favor. Um, and look, look what happens. <laughs> you know, it's it's pretty amazing. Um, and I, as I said on on the on the post game show with Derek and Mark and and Devin. I don't know. You you guys tell me. I, how could it have gone better? You got to really nitpick to find things wrong with this game. The fourth down conversions. Uh, yeah, you'd like to convert them. But, I mean, it was pretty good. And if you're expecting more than this, I don't know what you're expecting. Yeah, it's almost the opposite as we come to you tonight across the Jacob Media YouTube channel. And we begin our uh, coverage tonight, of course, as always, with NFL insider John McMullen. It's almost difficult to find something wrong or which positive moment in the game do we talk about or which achievement do we talk about? Kenny Gainwell, for example, uh, had a great game, uh, got into the end zone with a touchdown. Nick Sirianni made a lot of adjustments uh, during the game, especially first half uh, into second half. And it, we go back to leading into this game, John, there was all this discussion about that one word you were using. Uh, and by the way, you weren't the only one using the word. Um, and it was accurate, uncertainty. 
the uncertainty of how Jalen Hurts was going to play, the uncertainty of how head coach Nick Sirianni was going to coach in his first game. So the or, or the verdict is in based on today. What are your thoughts about that? Um, I, it, look, it is, uh, you know, for one day for 60 minutes, it's as good as you get. But Nick was um, – you know, very honest. I've talked about this a lot uh, throughout the summer. Uh, and he thought that he had a competitive advantage by not showing anything in the preseason. Turns out he was absolutely correct. Now, we knew, and I told you uh, our, throughout, you know, Jacob Media Network on, on numerous shows and, and numerous times, I told you it was going to be RPO heavy. You saw it. It was RPO heavy. Um, that's what they were doing in practice. Uh, that's what they were waiting to sort of unfurl on the league. Uh, and they did it. And now, you know, as you're done and Jalen Hurts said, it's still the 24 hour rule. You enjoy the win and then you move on and get back to work. Now it becomes more difficult because now it's on film and now people are going to understand. And I, I, I mean, to simplify this, to do this for football you know, football for dummies, however you want to call it. Um, they're bringing a college offense to the pro level. That's what they're doing. Um, you know, similar to, to Chip Kelly, but a little bit more advanced uh, to what the colleges are doing now uh, with all the RPOs and all the tempo. That's what they're doing because that's what the quarterback can do. Um, and it worked brilliantly today. Head coach Nick Sirianni playing or coaching to the strength of the talent of the players that he has or uh, that were on the field, including Devontae Smith uh, in his battle against Kyle Pitts. And we talked about this with our short halftime update. Devontae Smith not only gets the touchdown, uh, he gets the victory. He gets the V for victory over Kyle Pitts. Um, who did not uh, do well in his debut. Um, he was scared. Now, I don't want to say scared because I don't know that to be true, but he did not look sure of himself. Devontae Smith looked looked like he's been in the league for a while. No, yeah, he didn't look sure of himself. And I mentioned that's kind of what the Eagles were leaning on a little bit in the fact that it generally takes rookies a little bit of time to – uh, get up to speed, and and Devontae had a had a good game. A lot of that had to do with the fact that, you know, the Eagles were just better than the Falcons. They're more talented than the Falcons, so a lot of people had good games. I mean, uh, Jalen Rager caught all six of his targets. Now again, it's only forty nine yards. You can see uh, what we're saying: the short throws, but you saw the bubble screens. Again and again, they started the game with Quez Watkins, three straight. They started with a bubble screen. Um, these simple throws that get you in a rhythm as a quarterback, um, and, and then you put it in the hands of your playmakers, and you saw it with Jalen Rager's touchdown. He gets one block from Jordan Mailata, and bang, he's gone. Um, that's what the Eagles are kind of doing. Now, again, it'll get more difficult. Because teams in San, it'll start, you know, San Francisco. I don't think they're a a Super Bowl contender, but they're a much better team 
than Atlanta. Um, and they'll have a better plan. And, you know, Kyle Shanahan is regarded as one of the better uh, coaches in this league. Uh, now they lost Robert Sala, but um, they're, they're a good football team. And that'll be a big test. And I think we'll have a better feel for what the Eagles are after San Francisco comes to Philadelphia next week. Um, because, you know, you, you kind of say, okay, were the Eagles that good or are the Falcons that bad? I, I can't answer that question right now. Uh, could be both. Uh, could be one. Could be the other. Uh, I do know the Falcons are pretty bad from watching them today. Say combinate. Now you want to see the Eagles against better competition to kind of gauge where they really are. And I think that starts next week. John, what was the breakdown offensively pass to run or run to pass? Uh, I they Jalen threw it 35 times. So you take the running backs. Let, let me look at uh, up. Miles uh, had 15 carries. Um, Kenny Gainwell had nine and Hurts himself had seven. So you're at 31. But again, so it's pretty balanced. But that's overrated. In the, in the modern NFL, it was balanced because the Eagles had a big lead in the end and you start to run the football a little bit more. You saw at the start what was it? It was pass, pass, pass. That's what the modern NFL is. I say it all the time. You, in the old days, you used to run uh, to set up the pass. Now you pass to set up the run. So you pass to get a lead. So you have a two touchdown lead in the second half and then you can run a little bit more. And I think those... Um, when you talk about numbers of passes versus numbers of brushes, that is strictly determined on where you are in the football game. If you're down two touchdowns, you're going to throw it a lot more than you run it. That's just how it works. Just a curiosity question, John. Boston Scott did not touch the field today. Was there any particular reason why or he just wasn't no, I mean in. The, the reason the reason why is because uh Kenny Gainwell sees that job at the end of training camp that was going to be Boston Scott's job to be the third down uh back to hurry up back um and then they sort of tested and you remember this from me talking on the shows with you they started to test Kenny Gainwell. Okay, where is he? Is he ready to go? Um, uh, can he fill this role for us? Because ultimately, that's where they were going. It's just a matter of how quick were they going to get there. It was really the Jets practices where they said, okay, he's ready. Uh, he's ready to handle that role. Or they felt he was ready to handle that role. And he certainly looked ready to handle the role today. Uh, again, bad competition. You put that into the equation, and we'll see how he does moving forward. Boston did play a little bit, mainly on special teams. But, yeah, obviously he didn't touch it offensively, and that's what people are going to pay attention to. And right now he's, you know, he's the he's the third back uh, between Miles, uh, behind Miles Sanders and Kenny Gainwell, so he's not going to touch it a lot unless one of those two guys aren't playing. It's the post-post-game show. A special edition of Football 24-7 with John McMullen across the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. 
to the Jacob Media YouTube channel and a shout out to all of uh, our viewers and subscribers who have been on the Jacob Media YouTube channel, uh, starting with the post-game show with Derek Gunn, Mark Farzetta, Devin Caney, Lane Johnson joined uh, the post-game show, and of course, John McMullen joined uh, following uh, his work uh, within the press conferences. Jalen Hurts, of course, uh, spoke um, at the press conference. He was uh, as even-tempered at the press conference as he was uh, in the huddle. What did you learn from Jalen in the postgame, John? Yeah, I mean, Jalen's always the same guy. Uh, if they would have lost 32-6, to 6, he would have been the same guy. And that's one of the things that's always impressive about him is that um, – and he, he said, you know, it's 24-hour rule. And I think he learned that from Nick Saban really going back to Alabama because – you know, if you think about the rat poison comment, and I think a lot of people think that involves um, just negative stuff. Um, but Nick Saban teaches uh, his kids because they always win. Um, you know, the positive stuff can be just as bad because you start listening to all the the, the people patting you on the back, so to speak, and, and the people pumping you up and you start to believe it. Uh, so he says, don't listen to the rat poison, negative or positive. Just focus on what you have to do. And I think Jalen has taken that uh, to heart. Uh, and, you know, he's the first guy to say, great win, um, great job from his teammates, he's always willing to talk about his teammates more than himself. Um, but 24 hours and you turn the page and it's on to San Francisco. But for the next 24 hours and for the fan base, for the, for the, for the rest of the week, we can enjoy, we can celebrate, we can feel good about Jalen Hurts, right? Yeah, I mean, you should feel good. I, I, you know, there was this crazy stat that there are only three people in the history of the game that have thrown for 250 or more yards, had 70% completion percentage, three touchdowns, no interceptions, and ran for over 60 yards. Three players in the history of this game have done what Jalen Hurts did today. So it, it tells you the uniqueness of the player himself um, and some of the numbers when he's sort of clicking on all cylinders, um, it can be, um, and he, he's, he's a problem. So now it becomes, you know, how do, how do defenses adjust? Because Miles Sanders, you know, said something interesting today and he said everything, everything, thing in this offense starts with a running play every single play starts with a running play um and it's an rpo from there so jalen gets the run pass option um surveys the defense and nick sirianni talked about it as well he likes to give his quarterbacks options but what he what he wants to do is make sure the ball gets out of his hand quickly because this is not this is still this is still not a quarterback. You want to take a seven step drop and, and, and pass from the pocket 40 times. That's not his strength. 
And Nick Sirianni realizes that and is taking advantage of his strengths. You know, last thing on Jalen, and then I want to ask you just about the defense, which we talked about on our halftime hit. There was a part uh, on that two-minute drive where they pointed out on on the network broadcast today that Jalen was motioning to the sideline or motioning over towards head coach Nick Sirianni uh, to get everybody up, to get everybody up to the line. I think it may have been a third and short to get everybody up into the line. Uh, and Nick didn't do that. Nick pulled back. They ended up uh, in, they ended up huddling up and then getting uh, picking up uh, the first down. Uh, but from where, from your assessment, John, Nick, head coach Nick Sirianni, and perhaps that was part of your first question. Uh, Nick may have addressed it in his your first question. Uh, head coach Nick Sirianni and starting quarterback Jalen Hurts enjoyed a real cohesive collaborative during the game today. Yeah, and I think the best part for Nick is, you know, this is the best kind of game for a coach in that, you know, you blow the team out. It's a laugher. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have anxiety in the fourth quarter. But there's still stuff to clean up, and there's still stuff to point out to. You know, one of the things from Nick's perspective, I, I thought they were a little late getting the play call in a few times, especially early in the game. Um, and, and and then, as I said, you know, if you want to nitpick with Jalen, he still flushes right a little bit too much instead of, climb in the pocket uh, at, at, at some chances. But I, as I was telling, you know, Derek and, and, and Mark and, and Devin, you know, you really got to nitpick if you want to find there is no perfect game in the NFL. So you're always going to find problems, but that's what coaches do. I mean, that's, that's brilliant. You, you get the win and you still have stuff to say, we got to correct this. We got to correct this. And obviously the penalties probably first and foremost, but, I mean, they were calling penalties against Bud. They were just flags all over the place. Last thing from John McMullen, and then I also want to get from you uh, your game ball selection uh, for week one as the first place Philadelphia Eagles win at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Uh, the Redskins lose, the Giants lose, the Cowboys lost on Thursday, and the Eagles are now 1-0. Uh, and oh. Uh, in that opening half, opening drive, really, uh, is when it started. And we talked about this, Johnny Mack, at halftime. The Falcons were moving the football. Now, they couldn't get it into the end zone. That's always been an issue for them uh, from in, when they get inside the red zone, um, or at least more times than not. But they were running the football in that first half so much that we talked about it as a concern uh, when we met at halftime. Yeah, it was a concern at halftime. And then, you know, as Atlanta started to fall behind the running game, you know, couldn't be as important. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's one part where I said, just put an asterisk, asterisk there, um, you know, as something to keep an eye on. And especially this week, because I, I don't think there is a more advanced running game in the NFL than what Kyle Shanahan runs in San Francisco. So this is a great test. Uh, they have a really good offensive line. 
Uh, and as I said, they probably have the most uh, uh, in-depth, uh, uh, complicated running scheme in the NFL. Um, and it's been that way for a long time. You know, I, I am concerned if Eric Wilson can hold up as a middle linebacker in this league. Uh, when it comes to run support, not pass coverage, when it comes to run support. Uh, and then I was surprised, as I said, how much John Gannon kind of rotated the linebackers a little bit. So I, I still think that's a work in progress. But, you know, we're talking about um, the the offense because they played so well, and, and, and rightfully so. But, I mean, the defense didn't give up a touchdown, and they ended up giving up 260 yards. Guess what? If they if they finish this season giving up 260 yards a game, that's the number one ranked defense in the NFL. If they give up six points a game, that's the number one ranked defense in the NFL. So it's not like they didn't play well over 60 minutes. What's the sack total, John, today? Uh, I, I, I have to look. Um, they got a lot of sacks late. I know Javon had two sacks late. So when you know when you've got to pin your ears back, um, they did a better job. Mm-hmm. They didn't. They didn't get as much uh, pass rush as I thought they'd get in the first half. But again, that's what you wear down the other team. You get the lead. That's how it works. So, yeah, Javon had two, and they had a third, which was Hassan Ridgeway, which is interesting because those are the two interior rushers besides uh, Fletcher Cox, uh, and those were the guys who got home. Um, you talk about hurries um, and, you know, Hargrave had three, Ridgeway had three. So, again, those guys in the middle. And then it was Barnett, Brandon Graham, and Gennard Avery had one each. So they made Matt Ryan uncomfortable. Um, but, you know, stats are one of those uh, – sacks are one of those stats that's a little bit overrated. It's more about making the quarterback – uh, uncomfortable, and they certainly did that. Football 24-7 insider John McMullen across the Jacob Media YouTube channel. It's our post, post-game post show. Uh, we'll end our segment with uh, John McMullen as he awards his selection for the Game 1 Game Ball. And if I had a drum roll, Johnny Mac, I would play that drum roll. Uh, who will you select uh, as your winner? Uh, of your game ball tonight, you know I want to I want to give it to Aaron Seaplus, <laughs> but I can't I can't give it. The punter was great. Uh, he had four punts, three of them were inside the twenty, and then he boomed about a fifty-four yarder to back up Atlanta about the twenty-four. He just had the Falcons looking at long fields, but you can't give it to a punter. I just explained to you. Three people in the history of the game did what Jalen Hurts has done today. So Jalen Hurts is an easy, easy, easy pick uh, for the game ball. Well, I think you'll make a lot of our viewers happy, Johnny Mack, that you selected uh, Jalen Hurts. The Eagles are 1-0 and to begin the 2021 season. Johnny Mack, uh, Jeff Kerr, who's sitting in for you on Birds 365 tomorrow because it's a travel day uh, for you. Uh, perhaps you'll check in with Jody Mack and Jeff Kerr uh, in the morning uh, and you'll get some rest tonight. Well done. Great stuff. Great work by you 
across the Jacob Media YouTube network. And a shout out to a couple of viewers, Johnny Mac, and subscribers of the Jacob Media YouTube channel who gave you a couple of shout outs at the stadium. I, I was so excited to see you when, uh, to see you put that out on Twitter. Yeah, it's always, you know, it's always a, a tenuous moment when a fan comes up to you and says, because uh, you never know if they want to yell at you or, or say <laughs> they love you. These these particular fans loved it. So uh, that was nice to hear. All right, good stuff, Johnny Mack. We'll let you drop off. This is the post-post game show, a special edition of Football 24-7. We'll take a commercial break. On the other side of the break, Jeff Kerr uh, will be along from CBS Sports. Uh, he'll join us. We'll get an interesting take from Jeff Kerr on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Like, share, and subscribe. Back in a moment. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. The glass is for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero carbs, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears the live post game show is powered by IBEW Local 98 Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder. And it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Mesa and Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia.
Back here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel, this is the post-game post show, special edition of Football 24-7, wrapping it up in our first uh, 25 minutes with NFL insider John McMullen, uh, who was down at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, and of course Jeff Kerr now from CBS Sports uh, will join us. Jeff will also be in for John McMullen on Birds 365 tomorrow, so they'll cover a lot of ground. Jody Mack and Jeff Kerr will cover a lot of ground uh, tomorrow as well. Uh, Jeff, in our next 20 minutes, I, I'm, we're going to cover a lot, as much ground as we can uh, in terms of getting a good perspective from you. Uh, I don't know if you were happened to, to be on or sitting in the back studio when John McMullen awarded his game ball, but he did put it out there and he did get to awarding that game ball to QB1, the starting quarterback of this Philadelphia football team, Jalen Hurts, who had one hell of a football game today uh, for the first place, Philadelphia Eagles. I did see John wanted to give it to Aaron Sippus, which, again, I could see why. But on a day like where Jalen Hurts basically set even more NFL records or is etching his name up the record books as we speak, how can you not give him the ball today? And I, I got to give a game ball to Asan Ridgeway too. He was an absolute monster today. Him and Javon Hargrave, they took advantage of what I told Jody uh, on Wednesday, that the Eagles' defensive tackles were going to have to get the Matt Ryan because the Falcons' offensive interior, they just weren't good. The interior of the offensive line, I thought that was a mismatch, and I was on Atlanta radio station later in the week, and they felt the same thing. And lo and behold, in the second half, it showed. Jeff, let me get your assessment of head coach Nick Sirianni. He coached his first game professionally uh, in a real setting when it counts. Today it counted. Nick Sirianni uh, coached his first game, obviously. What did you think? What are your thoughts about how good of a job Nick did? Uh, in I mean, they won the football game 32-6. to six, So you would say, hey, he must have did a pretty good job. But what does that mean? Well, when I only have to criticize a coach for probably one or two things in his debut, that's probably a really good thing because Chip Kelly, I could name about 20 things wrong, and he won the football game. Nick Sirianni, the only uh, really debatable thing he did was going for it on the fourth and two, which I didn't mind, but he had Kenny Gainwell in. And I get why he had Kenny Gainwell in, but I thought in that situation, you had Miles Sanders in there, you let him get that first down for you. He's more experienced back, and he ended up doing that later in the football game, and then Gainwell ended up scoring a touchdown later in the drive. So, yeah, you know, Nick Sirianni, he made all the adjustments he needed to make, same with Jonathan Gannon. Gannon was trying things in and out in that on those first two possessions to get the, the right 11 guys on the football field to slow down that Falcons running attack, which is pretty much non-existent. So overall, I mean, the coaching staff, I got to give an A-plus to. I, I didn't give the Eagles an A-plus grade, which is because they have 14 penalties for CBS. But I got to give the coaching staff a lot of credit here. Uh, Nick Sirianni, it felt like he pulled all the stops he needed to pull today and did whatever he needed to do to make sure the Eagles put up 30 points for the first time in two years. You know, I'm not sure you would be able to grade anybody on the offense lower than that if you go, if you start with Jalen or if you go to Miles Sanders, 74 yards rushing, another 39 yards receiving some big runs uh, from Miles Sanders. Kenny Gainwell, as you mentioned, uh, with a touchdown, played really well. 
was in every snap in that last two minute or in the two minute drive going into the half, which resulted uh, in a touchdown. So the offensive line uh, played well. Uh, Jay, I don't think Jalen was sacked at all today. Um, Jason Kelsey made a couple of big blocks. Jordan Mylotta made a, uh, a crushing block. Uh, so across the board, and then Devontae Smith with a touchdown, pretty pretty impressive, Jeff. Yeah, Jalen Hurts was sacked once. Uh, okay. He was hit, hit once and sacked once. I think he was only pressured like two or three times the entire game. So, again, that's that's pretty good. I mean, and I think Grady Jarrett had two of them. But, yeah, you're right, Joe. Like, overall, it's really, besides the penalties, I don't see what else you have a problem with on that offensive line today. I mean, like you said, Jordan Mulata had that huge block on the Jalen Rager touchdown. Jason Kelsey, I thought, had a phenomenal game for a guy who started his 107th consecutive game today. Uh, and I said before the game, I, I tweeted out, I was really excited to see uh, Jason Kelsey, Brandon Brooks, and Lane Johnson play together for the first time since week 17 of the 2019 season. And the Eagles scored 30 points for the first time since week 17 of the 2019 season. So it ended up working working out pretty well for them. And, again, I, I thought they were dominant up front. I thought Jalen Hurts had plenty of time to go through his progressions. Uh, they, they could run the ball like crazy today. They had 173 yards rushing, 5.6 yards per carry. That's one thing I want to say about Nick Sariani, too. I loved how when he got the lead, where it was 15-6, to 22-6, he continued to pound the football. He didn't need to – you know, go for the jugular, go for the big play. I mean, he knows this isn't the Kansas City Chiefs here. The Eagles have what they have. And he utilized all these guys to their strengths. Like, I, I really liked how kind of Gainwell ran the ball in the second half. Miles Sanders, he factored in a lot. He got his touches. And when the Eagles needed a big third, third down for throw, Jalen Hurts was able to make it to Devonta Smith, to Zach Hurts, to Dallas Goddard, who, whoever in this game. And that's one thing I really liked about this football team. They, they ended up bouncing out the time of possession of Joe. As you remember, I think it was the first quarter. The Eagles only had the ball for four minutes and the Falcons had for 11 minutes. The Eagles won the time of possession battle. Special edition of the post post game show on this Sunday night across the Jacob media YouTube channel. It's a, a special edition of football 24 seven. John McMullen kicked it off. We're talking with Jeff Kerr from CBS sports. Jeff will be in the chair with Jody Mack tomorrow morning on birds, three sixty-five. still to come uh, somewhere around 10 23 tonight. Uh, Dan Cilio host of the national football show uh, will join us as well uh, tonight as we cover uh, a lot of ground uh, tonight, Jeff, one of your favorite players, Devontae Smith. Big day uh, for Devontae. Got that touchdown, I think, six of eight. Uh, at one point in uh, the second half, Jalen went to him four times in a row, uh, went bang, 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 right back to right back to Devontae Smith. Boy, I thought he played like he's been in the league for a little while. He kind of looked like Deshaun Jackson when Deshaun Jackson entered the league in 2008. It was Donovan that went to him right away and never stopped. And I thought it was kind of ironic that Devontae Smith tied uh, Deshaun Jackson's record for most receptions in the debut. And, you know, it, it seemed like whoever drafted the receiver in the top 10 had a pretty good day around the NFL because Jalen Waddle had a touchdown. Jamar Chase had a nice 50-yard touchdown. Devontae Smith had a touchdown. And, you know, this is the first time in the common draft era that three wide receivers selected in the first round scored a touchdown. And lo and behold, I believe all three of those teams won. So they all made a difference for their football teams today. And Devonta Smith was 
definitely one of them because, you know, that, that third and fourth throw from Jalen Hurts, that is – I know where Devontae Smith is going to be. He beat his man, touchdown. I knew it as soon as Hurts threw and then, like, oh, man, this is going to be a really good day for these two if they keep this up. And, yeah, you're right, Joe. On that one drive, it was just boom, 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 three, four consecutive plays. And next thing you know, uh, for you gambling people out there, uh, Devonta Smith over over under 47 and a half yards. He got that in the second quarter. So uh, overall, I was really impressed with his day. I mean, he he looked like you know the, the reigning Heisman Trophy winner, excellent route runner, found ways to get open against a bad secondary. It's not going to be this easy every week, but you know the, the Eagles are definitely making sure he gets his target share up. And I look if they keep saying him up the like this, he's going to have around you know five receptions every game. You know, if you go back to the to the uh, first possession uh, for the Eagles, uh, a couple of bubble screens to Quez Watkins, and then I really didn't see any more from Quez uh, for most of the game or for the rest of the game. Uh, Rager um, handled everything that was thrown to him. I thought he did a, a decent job uh, on punt returns in terms of at least handling the ball and making the right decision to catch the ball. Uh, so I thought he did a decent job there. And actually, and, and then uh, the offense started to get the tight ends involved um, and then it kind of shifted. And then that's all I really heard from Quez. Did, am I missing anything there in terms of your, in terms of Quez, Jalen or Devante? Well, it seemed like too, after those first couple of plays there, like you mentioned, it seemed like J.J. Ortega-Whiteside was that third receiver in. It was Devonta Smith, Jalen Rager, and J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. And you got to give Ortega-Whiteside a ton of credit here because he was an excellent block and wide receiver today. And he was great on special teams. I know he's a former second-round pick. That's not exactly what you pay the guy for, or, you know, drafting him that high. But he did his job today, and he really helped Jalen Rager uh, on a couple plays there. Devonta Smith, same thing, a couple running lanes, you know, with Miles Sanders and Kenny Gainwell. I mean, that's really what it was, Joe. You know, it, it wasn't more of Quez Watkins, you know, he didn't deserve to be on the field. It was just that's how the Eagles decided to run 11 personnel. And I'm going to have to rewatch the game uh, again, uh, maybe tonight into tomorrow, too. Uh, but, yeah, it, it definitely looked like after that it was, okay, we're going to see more of J.J. Ortega-Whiteside blocking. And I, I did find this interesting, Joe. The Eagles ran, uh, I think, 11 personnel, a heck of a lot more than they did 12 personnel. I think 11 personnel, it might have been like 56 to 60 percent, something like that, uh, by my notes here. So, you know, I'll have to double check that, but we definitely saw a lot of 11 personnel. It looked a lot like uh, the Colts offense last year. Well, and it was interesting. It's, it's interesting to, to follow that comment with our expectation that they were going to run more 12 personnel. Yeah, we definitely thought so with Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard, but I think what happened too was Zach Ertz had the hip injury that uh, not, was it the hip injury? I, I forget what they actually ruled him, but Anyway, he was uh, ruled. It was a ham. I think yeah. it was a hamstring, but yeah, he hamstring, was shortly yes, so. back out, right? Yeah, yeah, he came back. So again, I, I think it was more of okay, you know, what are we going to do here now that we just have one tight end in? And I think they decided okay, yeah, because they were running a lot of twelve personnel in the first half, and they kind of got abandoned it a little bit in the second half there. And I think that's what it was. And you know, Zach Ertz looks like he'll be fine. He came back in, so. I think you're just going to see a mix and match, you know, depending on the matchup each week. And this matchup seemed to favor, um, at least in the first half, you go 12, and then the second half, when they wanted to run the ball a little more and do the bubble screens and the quick passes, they went 11. 
Jeff, let's switch to the other side of the football. Jeff Kerr from CBS Sports joining us here across the Jacob Media YouTube channel. It's our special edition, uh, the post-post-game show of Football 24-7. NFL insider John McMullen uh, kicked us off on this Sunday night. We'll be live uh, every week uh, during the season, and we'll do a post-post-game show and do a deeper dive uh, into uh, the game as it uh, played out. And the big news uh, tonight, of course, is John McMullen awarding Jalen Hurts uh, his game ball. Uh, so excited uh, for him to do that. Uh, really didn't have a choice, even if he wanted to have a choice. He tried to have a choice, but he really didn't have a choice. Let's. Um, and I'm just having fun uh, with John McMullen. But uh, defensive side of the football, opening half. Had John McMullen on with our quick half a quick hitter, our quick halftime uh, report. Uh, the Falcons were moving the football. They moved the football on the opening drive. Uh, they they couldn't get the football into the end zone. They got a couple of field goals out of it, but they were running against this defense to start the game. As a matter of fact, they they took their first possession and took a three nothing lead on their opening drive. Yeah, and. This is a, an interesting stat. I I got to double check the exact numbers here, but I think it was 37 plays for 113 yards after those first two possessions. No points. And I, Matt Ryan got sacked. I think it was a total of, I want to, I, I got to remember the exact totals. I know he got sacked twice by Hargrave and once by Ridgeway. And I, he definitely got hit. He, got, he had 10 quarterback hits. He, he was hit 10 times. So overall, and the Falcons, here was an interesting stat for you, Joe. The Falcons had one play out after the first two possessions. They had one play in Eagles territory. Do you know what? Let, let's see if you can figure this out. Do you know what play it was? The the one play they had in Eagles territory. In what the first half? Uh, in the second in the second half, they had one play in Eagles territory. Uh, you think you can remember it? No. Okay, so here's what it was: Matt Ryan intentional grounding. <laughs> that was the play. That was their only play in Eagles territory the rest of the game. So yeah. Yeah. Eagles thought it was a fumble. Eagles thought it was a fumble, but because he had possession coming down, yep. um, that was it. Yeah, it should have been. Honestly, Joe, I thought it should have been a turnover myself. I I thought there was no way they were going to rule that intentional grounding because it just looked like Matt Ryan got rid of the football when he was hit. And I'm like, okay, well, the Eagles will get a turnover at some point today. But yeah, overall, they just couldn't run the ball. It, it just seemed like after the first two possessions, you know, the Eagles. And really the back-breaking play was Jalen Hurts throwing the touchdown pass to Dallas Goddard with two seconds left in the half. But it seems like the Falcons abandoned the run. And the only time they decided to run the ball was when it was second and 20. They were down, I think it was, what, 22-6 or 29-6 in the fourth quarter. And then Matt Ryan th throws the pick. And I'm like, what are you doing here? Like, now you run the ball? You you decide to run the ball now? Very questionable coaching today by Arthur Smith um it, you know they, they just kind of abandoned the run there and they allowed the Eagles to tee off on Matt Ryan and you could sense this early in the second quarter like Matt Ryan was getting a little bit of happy feet there the Eagles were getting pressure on him even though he was completing a couple passes Jeff let me get your perspective on what the Eagles did on defense to shut down Kyle Pitts. You know, we talked about leading into this game that it was going to be Devontae or Kyle, the two big draft picks. Uh, Kyle Pitts, from my position, watching the game on the network, looked like a deer in the headlights. He looked unsure of himself, uh, at least in the first half. Uh, 
What did you see? Did you see something from the defensive side um, that forced that? Because I didn't think Kyle Pitts had a very good football game. Yeah, I don't think he did either. Um, early on, he was making a couple catches there. Yeah, big third down catch uh, early on in the game. I'm like, okay, Kyle Pitts is starting to get going here. But after that, he really didn't do much. He had like what four catches for 27 yards, and they they really didn't go for much. And and I was talking to Tony Gonzalez earlier this week, and he is a big fan of Kyle Pitts. And you know, we were talking about a lot of tight ends, and he said, I think the Eagles are getting Kyle Pitts at the right time because he's probably going to be unsure of himself. This is a hard position to learn in the NFL. You just don't come out here and light the world on fire. But he said toward the end of the season, I think he's going to be very dangerous. And and he was right. You know, the Eagles got him at the right time. It just looked like, you know, he didn't know what route to break on. He didn't know where he had to go in certain places, had you know, a couple missed blocks. And, yeah, and he isn't really that, that great blocker anyway. He's more of a receiver playing tight end. But I digress. And, yeah, you're right, Joe. I, I did not think he had a good game. I don't think anyone on that Falcons offense really had a good game. Calvin Ridley was shut down. Kyle Pitts, whoever the Eagles put on him, that they shut him down. Sometimes it was Steve Nelson. Um, you know, I thought K-Bob Wallace did a really good job on him. Um, overall, he was just ineffective because the defensive line just, you know, they got the Matt Ryan within two seconds. And you just can't make plays when you got defenders in your face. How about Darius Slay? How did you assess Darius Slay's performance today i guess when you hold the team to a couple of field goals everybody on defense gets gets the nod for having a good game as well but maybe that isn't always the case what did you think of darius slade today so i got criticized by a couple podcasts last year because i said i thought darius Slade had a good year last year but i said not for the 16.6 million dollars eagles were paying him he was not big play slay last year he was big play slay today he made a couple big plays on you know, uh, the Calvin Ridley drop, I think, you know, he was ready to either A, pick that off, or B, just rock Ridley. Because really, it felt like he had the deer in the headlights look there, or he felt Darius Slay's footsteps coming. Uh, that was one play. Uh, the third down pass breakup, which, honestly, I, I thought he could had a chance for a pick six there. But, you know, he got his hand in there. And, again, that's what Darius Slay does. And those are two plays that really stood out to me. And, again, uh, I thought the Eagles got big play slay today i thought he made i thought he had a really good game for them and you know last year in games like that i felt you know if whether it was dk metcalf or Devontae adams or whoever it seemed like they made a big catch or two off him you didn't see that today and you know maybe that's the defense coordinator uh maybe it's the new defense i, I don't know maybe it's because they have a better quarterback opposite him and a better guy in the slot but overall i thought Darius Slay had a really good game today Jeff Kerr from CBS Sports joining us across the Jacob Media YouTube channel. It's our post-post-game show, our first of 17. And we thank all of our uh, viewers for tuning in here tonight. Don't forget to like, share, uh, or subscribe. Like, share, and subscribe uh, to the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Before I get out of here tonight, I'll update everyone on our big season ticket holder giveaway. Uh, two tickets uh, for all eight games. Uh, at the link, uh, a season ticket winner. We'll give it away. More details uh, in just a few moments before we say goodnight to you uh, on this week one. Eagles, of course, as the night as the Sunday night closes, Jeff, uh, find themselves in first place, uh, one and zero, oh, uh, with uh, the 49ers coming into uh, town. Uh, go rapid fire on me, if you will. Take a take a minute or two. Uh, to cover a couple of other observations, perhaps, that you had 
uh, from the football game today. Uh, I know you'll obviously write about the game. You'll grade uh, uh, different players, the coaches and stuff on the game. Uh, what did we miss in our conversation or what's something that you're going to talk about, Jeff, uh, on CBSSports.com? Well, I'll tell you what, Joe. I thought Josh Sweat, um, even though he didn't have a sack today, to my knowledge, he did really well against the run. Um, you know, Josh Sweat isn't the guy you would think, okay, you know, he's a, a good run stopper, but he was today. He he made a lot of good plays, uh, had a lot of containment in his gap today. I was pretty um, happy with that. Uh, Jalen Hurts, um, I know we talked about how good of a game he had, but here's one for you. I thought Jalen Hurts did a really good job looking – at all angles of the field. I think he only missed one receiver the entire game, and he didn't throw the ball. I think I can't remember if he took a sack or not, but Wes Watkins was open down the field for a long touchdown. I thought he was going to hit him, and uh, you couldn't see on the, on the TV, but on the All-22 you could. And I'm like, oh, Jalen, you missed one there. But that that's okay, you know. It, it, again, not perfect. Um, I thought Miles Sanders looked as fresh as he ever did. I could see why he barely – played in the preseason, and um, I, I think Lane Johnson said best on the postgame show earlier tonight. Uh, Nick Sirianni got these guys ready to play, and that whole uh, speech he had, you know, him playing basketball and, you know, all, all that, I, I actually think that that got those guys fired up to play this game for him. Uh, again, this was a must-win game for the Philadelphia Eagles today. They had to win this game. You got San Francisco. You got Dallas. You got um, Kansas City coming up. They are good football teams. They're explosive football teams are going to score some points. And if the Eagles defense plays near what they did on the last 10 possessions today, they're going to have a chance to win all. And, you know, I know it's going to be really hard to beat Kansas City, but I, I told Jody this a couple weeks ago, if the Eagles went 2-4 the first six games, I would be really happy. I really think they have a shot to at least go 3-3 three and three now. Well, as John McMullen mentioned, and it's an obvious uh, for NFL experts like John and like yourself, um, it's a point that's well taken. Sometimes we miss this. Uh, now there's tape. Now there's film. Albeit it's only one game, but the offense that head coach Nick Sirianni is going to run, as John quoted Miles Sanders saying, uh, every play starts with the run. So now there's tape on what this offense is going to be. Now, will they make adjustments? Of course, of course they will. Um, but that's where this will start to get um, different than what this first game was moving forward. Your thoughts about that? Yeah, uh, I agree. And there's one thing I'm curious to see how Kyle Shanahan is going to prepare for this defense because he likes to run the ball, and Brandon Ayuk did not have a catch today. I don't think he had a target. Debo Samuel had the big game for the 49ers today. I'm really curious to see how the 49ers use Brandon Ayuk next week. Uh, I'm not sure Raheem Mostert's going to play. He left early again. That guy always seems to get hurt. Um, but Elijah Williams showed up. Uh, you know, he came out of nowhere for the 49ers, and you know, they still have Jermichael Hasty. Um, they still have a bunch of running backs there, their offensive line. Look phenomenal. And again, they were kind of like the Eagles. They played the Bayham football team in the Detroit Lions, but they allowed 33 points to that Bayham football team in the Detroit Lions. So I'm curious to see what Nick Sirianni and Shane Steichen got cooked up for that defense. Uh, who, by the way, D'Amico Ryans is the defensive coordinator now, uh, former Eagles linebacker. So I'm curious to see what they got in store for him. And I'm curious to see what Kyle Stanton, 
what Kyle Shanahan guys got in that zone run for the Eagles. Um, you know, it's Eagles are they're going to have to stop the run next week, and if not, Jimmy Garoppolo's got enough weapons to throw to. Um, this 49ers team is going to be tough, but I think the Eagles will be fired up at home. Well, we'll talk about it all week here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Jeff Kerr will be sitting in for the traveling John McMullen tomorrow morning on Birds 365 uh, with Jody Mack. The middle with Aton Shander, Harry Mays, and Barrett Brooks. We'll get a lot of Barrett Brooks perspective beginning tomorrow on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. And then Dan Cilio from the National Football Show uh, will be along uh, as well. Jeff, before I let you go uh, and transition into a commercial break, uh, let me ask you the obvious. Uh, who will you choose or select tonight for your game ball? There's a lot of good possibilities uh, for a recipient to win the game ball. If I had if I had the right or the choice to give the game ball, I'd give it to Jalen Hurts. But there's a lot of different – you can make a case for a lot of different players today on both sides of the football. Well, Jalen Hurts completed over 70% of his passes. He ran for 60 yards. He threw for three touchdowns. Um, in NFL history – I, I got to remember the stat. I don't, I don't have it on top of me. I, I'll remember it for tomorrow. But, again, he you know threw for over 250 yards. Probably could have thrown – Throwing for three Hubbard again. Had an excellent game. Nick Sirianni used him great. I, I got to give it to Jalen Hurts. It's either him or Javon Hargrave, but I got to give it to Jalen Hurts. He played a phenomenal game, and he told me two weeks ago, you'll see, you'll see. And I'm like, oh, I definitely will see because, I, you know, I'm a fan. So, again, um, you know, Jalen Hurts, the, the rent was two, and he paid it today. All right. Good stuff from Jeff Curve, CBS Sports. Check him out right back here tomorrow with Jody Mack on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Uh, Jeff, I'll let you drop off. I'll say good night to you. Here's what I'm going to do, Xander. I'm going to take a short uh, commercial break. Uh, so we'll go to a commercial break. And then we come back on the other side of the break. I want to give all of our subscribers and viewers an update on our season ticket holder giveaway and also let you know who's going to be appearing tomorrow on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Short break, I'll come back, and then we'll be wrapped up in about four or five minutes. This is the post-post game show across the Jacob Media Network. Back in a moment. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want, or don't. Go for him, go for her, go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Hi. My name's Joe Messa. I'm a lawyer, and I'm also a big football fan. 
I'm a 25-year Eagles season ticket holder, and there's a new post-game show in town. Welcome to the live post-game show with Derek Gunn, Mark Farzetta, Devin Caney, John McMullen, and the best right tackle in football, Lane Johnson. night across the Jacob Media YouTube channel. By the way, if you missed any of the post-game show with Derek Gunn, Mark Farzetta, Devin Caney, Lane Johnson, and of course, John McMullen, uh, go back and watch it uh, on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. We ran out of time here tonight and will not be able to bring Dan Cilio in from the National Football Show, but tune in right here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel tomorrow. The National Football Show airs uh, Monday through Friday from 4 p.m. until 6 p.m. Tomorrow, Football Monday with Dan Cilio. Gary Cobb will join uh, Dan Cilio. And then Howard Eskin uh, will join with Dan Cilio as well. And both will have uh, an interesting and a great perspective, I'm sure, uh, on the Eagles' first victory of the 2021 season uh, in a game where Jalen Hurts had three touchdowns, no picks, ran for 60-plus yards on the ground, commanded the offense, converted on a hurry-up offense, taking possession of the football with one minute and 43 seconds remaining in the first half, drove the length of the field, got a touchdown in the end zone. And so the story is now written from game number one. Now, we'll talk a lot about it tomorrow on the Jacob Media YouTube channel and, of course, across the entire region. Okay, best way to end the show tonight is to tell everybody about our uh, season ticket holder giveaway. And uh, if you're just new to the channel, uh, you must be a subscriber to qualify Again, we're giving away a pair of tickets, two tickets um, for every game on the schedule, on the 2021 schedule. So there's eight home games at the link beginning next Sunday. On Friday night, which is the 17th of September, we'll do a special live broadcast right here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel beginning 7 o'clock. Uh, we'll hear from everybody. John McMullen, Barrett Brooks will be along. Uh, we'll hear from everybody leading into the game uh, on Sunday. Call it our Football Friday, but the reason for the gathering is all for you, uh, the viewers and the subscribers of the Jacob Media YouTube channel, as we will give away uh, one pair of season tickets. We'll have some other prizes uh, throughout the uh, Friday broadcast. And on Thursday... If you're from the Philadelphia region, get to a great sports bar in King of Prussia called Screwballs. Look it up tomorrow if you don't know where it is and get there on Thursday night. Two hour live show. It's our countdown to kick off uh, into Thursday night football. That Washington team against that New York giant football team. They play Thursday night. We'll be live at Screwballs. We have additional pairs of tickets to give away for the game on Sunday. We're going to begin registering uh, people for our trip to Las Vegas on the 24th of October when the Eagles go into Vegas to play the Raiders. 
that is an absolute must. That might that will be an incredible trip. We'll send two people to Vegas, and then we begin registering people for our bus trip down to Washington on January 2nd. So lots of good stuff. We're just getting started on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Again, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And on behalf of all of the viewers and all of those commenting uh, on our channel on a daily basis, I thank you very much for being here. On behalf of John McMullen, on behalf of Jeff Kerr, Dan Cilio, who could not join us because we ran out of time, and our executive producer, Sander Krause. I'm Joe Krause. See you next time, everybody.